This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. We're back! Classic! We are back! We are back! And we're the three best friends that any could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone can have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. We're the best. We are ready to go. Welcome into a new season of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings from White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. We begin our third season just like we did last year at the Greenbrier in the start of Saints training camp, this one in particular for 2015. With John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. Great to have you alongside, and uh, we're glad that you are back with us, and hopefully you had a restful summer, a little break from us, uh, but we're ready to go and back to work. The Saints will arrive later today uh, via charter and land in Lewisburg and then head over here to the Greenbrier Resort and uh, begin conditioning uh, tests tomorrow, physicals, and then practice in earnest on Thursday. But, John, we've been here since yesterday, and uh, it's uh, very familiar and uh, a little more settled than a year ago at this time. Yeah, a few cosmetic upgrades, but uh, pretty much as last year, uh, situation and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the Saints staffers have already been on the ground here for a little over a week and getting ready. And as a matter of fact, we're going to visit with the new head equipment manager of the New Orleans Saints, John Bumgartner. He's been with the Saints for 13 seasons, but he was promoted this past off season. With the retirement of Dan Simmons, uh, Chief is now uh, off into retirement, sort of. Uh, he's still involved with the organization, but Bum and his team have been here on the ground, and, and they are ready for the team to arrive today. And uh, we begin our coverage here in earnest today as well uh, through NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, Pelicans fans, we haven't forgotten about you. We're going to hear from Anthony Davis a little bit later in the show today. Uh, Anthony kind of kind of shared his first thoughts uh, since returning from China and uh, and since signing his, his new uh, contract and we want to share a couple of those things with you later on today before we get out of here from the Greenbrier. And, uh, and we'll kind of set the stage for you of what happens in the next 48 hours as well. But uh, first things first, I think that we probably should start talking about some of the storylines here for the Saints as they enter training camp. I, you know, every year there's a lot of storylines. Every year there's a lot of different things, position groups, players and whatnot that, that you want to watch. But um, John, in our, in our couple of years together covering this team, I, I can't remember a longer list. Uh, than what we have here going into camp starting tomorrow. Well, I know um, last year you came in and the, the the list was, you know, there was a list. There's always a list, but, it, you know, they seem to be minor concerns. Uh, this year it certainly is major beginning with uh, the storyline of Junior Gillette being released. I mean, you know, you're talking about your leading rusher uh, sacker for the last couple of seasons, 22 sacks over the last two years. And all of a sudden uh, on the eve of training camp, essentially, uh, released. So now there are some big cleats to fill for, you know, how Kakaha, the rookie, as well as Anthony Spencer, who was brought in as a free agent late, late of Dallas. And maybe Davis Toll gets an opportunity to get in there if he can get back off the injury list. So, you know, that's a huge storyline. And then obviously, you know, you've got the Jimmy Graham situation where Jimmy Graham was traded this offseason in exchange for Max Unger to Seattle and a first-round draft choice. That first-round draft choice becomes Stephon Anthony, the linebacker from Clemson, who 
might have an opportunity to step in because another storyline, <laughs> Curtis Lawton isn't here. <laughs> so he might have an opportunity to step in there. Josh Hill obviously trying to step in for Jimmy Graham at tight end. So some huge, compelling storylines to, to follow throughout this training camp. Yeah, uh, there'll be five tight ends in camp. More on that probably tomorrow. I think there's going to be some news about that later on today from the New Orleans Saints. You may have already seen some of the the stuff trickling out about that, a, a journeyman that may be joining that, that position group. Um, let's, uh, let's see, we, you, you kind of started darting around the ball there a little bit for me. Um, go back to special teams for a moment. What are, we, what are we in store for with the kicking game? I know I'll be excited to see Thomas Morissette tomorrow. That's kind of a, an anchor for me, at least watching the Saints. But um, in the other kicking duties, it's, it's up for grabs right now going into camp. Yeah, and that's another storyline. Yeah. I mean, and pretty huge. I mean, you're talking about a pretty – important position all things considered you've got a couple of rookie kickers uh, well not first rookie kickers first year kickers who have actually never kicked in an NFL game here they are with the Saints you don't have Shane Graham around you don't have Garrett Hartley around two veterans so these guys are trying to make their bones and we know that coach Sean Payton has not necessarily been all that patient with kickers <laughs> in his career sometimes with the Saints so you know those guys are going to have some pressure on them to perform now, granted, they only have the run, one responsibility making kicks because Thomas Morstead does the kickoffs. However, you better be pretty good at it because this offense is going to move the football. Every now and again, it's going to stall. You need to get those points on the board. These two young guys have to be up to that task. Yeah, we're going to have the new extra point this year, too. Yeah, you got the extra point that's moved back. And I think for a lot of teams, and maybe the Saints might be one of these teams, you might opt to go for the two-point conversion on the two-yard line as opposed to the PAT from the 15. Uh, to me, it makes the game a little bit more exciting. If you miss one of those PATs, certainly you more might be more inclined to go for the two-point conversion. And sometimes, again, if you've got an offense that's humming along like the Saints believe they will be, sometimes it might just be better to go for two because, hey, if you don't get it the first time, you go for two the next time. If you get it half the time, you're in the same situation. John and I are going over some storylines that we're going to watch for at the start of this camp. Now, obviously, those things are going to change, and they're going to evolve, and, and the early days won't tell us a whole lot. Um, you know, let's go to the offensive side of the ball for a moment. The wide receiver group, to me, especially early in camp, is going to be fun to watch because without the contact, it's hard to evaluate some of the other positions. But I think we're going to get a pretty quick read right away on who wants to jump out in front and take some of the higher-up positions on the depth chart at wide receiver. Um, before you say what you're going to say, I should say that um, isn't that there's a movie Twilight, the young vampires and all that, mm -hmm. and it was the, the team so-and-so and the team so-and-so? Mm -hmm. We should probably share with everybody our little inside thing that you're kind of team Shontavious Jones and I'm kind of team Brandon Coleman. We'll see if that flip-flops or changes as we go along here. Well, both of those guys really have a golden shot here. And, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a Shontavious Jones guy. But those guys both have a shot here at not just making this team because, you know, they made the team last year but an, an opportunity to make some real impact because, you know, if you have Stills and you don't have Jimmy Graham and you don't have Robert Meacham. Up a little bit. You know, he got in last year. Great chance to step in and up his production. But Shontavious Jones and Brandon Coleman, as well as Nick Toon, those three guys have great opportunities here, but who's going to be able to step up and grab hold of that number three or four receiver spot? What do you want to make of C.J. Spiller's addition to this football team? You know what? Um, you look at him and you see some Reggie Bush and you see some Darren Sproles and you see a guy who's a little bit bigger than both of those guys in terms of bulk and maybe faster than both. So you, you really look forward to seeing what he's going to do, especially in the open field. He's one of those guys – 
you want to get him in space. You want to create a seam and you want to see him take it to the house because we know he can do that. That's one of those shock value you know, players that the Saints have. He, along with Brandon Cooks, both those guys, you get them on the field together and you can spread the defense out and you can get those guys in some space. You want to see him work. I will miss Jonathan Goodwin just because he's such a good person. Uh, and I learned a lot about football from him, but I'm really excited to see Max Unger in the black and gold. And this could potentially be a stronger offensive line. You got Max Unger, a for, former pro bowler at center, but Tim Lolito gets to shift back over to the left guard, which is his natural position. That's what he played coming out of Grand Valley State. He's been waiting for this opportunity to play. We know he's been a spot starter in you know, the last couple of years for injury purposes, and he's always lived up to the task when he's done that. So now he gets an opportunity to go in at left guard. You get Max Unger at center. You hope that's an upgrade. If Jari Evans is healthy, then that interior of the line, which is so important to Drew Brees, they can keep Drew Brees clean and give him that opportunity to step up in the pocket. That's when the Saints have been the most successful. All right, that's pretty much the offensive side of the football. And just one more quick note about the wide receiver situation because that's something that, again, John and I will be watching closely here at the start of camp. Keep this in mind. Out of all the receptions recorded by the Saints last season, half of those receptions, about half, are now gone. They're, not alone, they're no longer a part of this football team. Um, that doesn't mean that somebody else is going to catch those footballs, but it just it speaks to what John talked about and the opportunities that exist here for a lot of guys. On the defensive side of the football, I think you alerted us to the, maybe the two biggest storylines. One, the junior Gallette situation, what happens with the pass rush, the linebacking core, especially in the middle. Um, but one more thing is this, uh, is that defensive secondary. And we'll recognize some of the names, and we'll refresh some names, and then we have a big addition as well. This, that position group, too, John, uh, to me, has a huge storyline working uh, around it here at this camp as well. Well, absolutely. We know Keenan Lewis at one cornerback position. Brandon Browner is at the other one. And behind him, Delvin Bro. You, the Saints really look, at, look like they have three really solid cornerbacks, which is what you really hope to have. Now at safety, Jarris Bird comes back. He was injured most of last year. Kenny Vaccaro comes back. He hopes to upgrade his play from last year. Raphael Bush is back at the safety. So, you know, the Saints like that three-safety alignment. But if you got those three guys able to play safety and Vinny Sincere, let's not forget him. Rookie season was cut short with injury last year, but the Saints were high on him. He made the team and looked like a guy who was going to be in the rotation. So if you have those four safeties and you've got those three cornerbacks and they have some other guys behind those cornerbacks that they believe are going to be able to contribute, they seem to have strength in their secondary. Brandon Browner was huge to get him to play opposite Keenan Lewis. We know Keenan Lewis has some shutdown capabilities. If Brandon Browner can play up to his potential and his ability, you know, he's been won the last two Super Bowls with Seattle and New England. If he can play up to his capabilities, and then Delvin Broken come in and be a solid number three cornerback. And it looks like he's exactly that. He played in the Canadian Football League, a New Orleans native, who looks like he has adapted uh, fine in the secondary. So the Saints look like they've upgraded that secondary. But, again, we won't know until they actually get on the field and do some things. Yeah, that's the thing. We won't see them on the field until Thursday. We're, uh, we're right there now at the start of this training camp. And to say that there's uh, intrigue, uh, would be a severe understatement, I think, around this football team. And I don't mean intrigue in a negative way. I think just in, it's an intriguing time for Sean Payton's football team uh, that arrives later today. There's one other storyline that we did not cover today, but we're going to do that tomorrow, uh, and that is the rookies. We haven't talked about them today. Uh, that's a conversation all in itself, and, uh, and there are some interesting, th interesting ones, obviously, after one of the busiest drafts that we've seen for the Saints in some time. But we'll do that tomorrow, and we'll also uh, preview – uh, the press conference to start camp tomorrow. I think those would be probably a couple good topics uh, about that. Um, we, we could spend a whole segment on weather, but I think that everybody listening on the Gulf Coast would be mad at us. Uh, it is warmer here this year than it uh, was last year, but it is not 96 
like it's supposed to be in New Orleans today with a heat index of 110. So uh, we'll leave that to you all, and we'll not uh, hammer the home the point until, I don't know what, next couple of days? Yeah, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to tough it out here, and it's uh, 88, 85 degrees yeah. and overcast and, you know, no humidity, and it's going to be really tough. Yeah, all right. NewOrleansSaints.com. You mentioned Delvin Bro. You have a story about him. Is that later today? Uh, that's going to be coming tomorrow, okay. Delvin Bro. Uh, so, yeah, interesting guy, um, great story. We know about the uh, broken neck in high school and all those things, but uh, just a fantastic kid who, who really never gave up on himself when had every opportunity to do so. Yeah, that'll be on NewOrleansSaints.com tomorrow, and we are just getting started. We're also just getting started on a little podcast for you today. Great interview coming up here with Bum. That's John Bumgartner, head equipment manager. We wanted to talk with him first because I know this. Uh, when that team plane lands at 4 o'clock today, our ability to speak with Bum for the next um, couple months is going to be a few and far between. So we want to share that visit with you today. A couple thoughts from Anthony Davis, and then we'll send you on your way on this Tuesday. Stay with us. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Well, the football team finally arrives later today, but that doesn't mean there haven't been Saints on the ground already here at the Greenbrier. And, uh, notably, of course, is John Bumgardner, the uh, head equipment manager for the New Orleans Saints and his crew. He's been here, what, about a week? At least a week and a half, right? Yeah, we got here last uh, Sunday. Sunday. By the way, congratulations on your promotion to head equipment manager. I know that had to be a big moment for you. Absolutely. It's a dream come true. Uh, always wanted to be a big part of the Saints organization. It's in my blood. My father played here back in the 70s, so this is a big honor. And uh, I got some big shoes to fill after Dan Simmons retired. 
uh, hopefully I can keep it going. What will you take away most from your time with Chief? I mean, obviously, you, as you said, you grew up in the organization. You're from the North Shore, and uh, so you've known Chief a long time. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, it was an honor to work for him. After 42 years, there's not much that uh, he didn't see as far as uh, game situations and everything. So learned a lot about game preparation, just being ready for basically anything, Murphy's Law. Bum, you played uh, your college football at Southern Miss. Did playing football help you as an NFL equipment manager? Absolutely. Uh, I feel like I understand what the guys across the equipment window really want and need. And um, it's just a better understanding from the, the player's side. Is it easier now? Um, Technology always makes things easier. Is it is it an easier job now or more difficult because the, because there are so many you know, options now for these players? Um, I would say more difficult. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff these days. You got GPS sensors and shoulder pads. You got about six, seven different helmet styles. There's all kinds of stuff going on. It's just a lot more uh, stuff you got to keep up with. Do you get to steer guys toward certain pieces of equipment, or do they know pretty much what they want when they walk in the door? Most guys know what they want. You know, they don't really like to change a whole lot uh, through high school, college, even in the pros. You get a veteran player in here, he might want the same helmet he wore as a rookie 13 years ago, and uh, it's basically up to them to, to pick what they want to wear, Head, headwear, shoulder pads, footwear. Tell me about your crew. Who do you have with you on the ground here at the Greenbrier now for this upcoming season as, as you guys have a new look to you? we got my assistant, Corey Goday. He's been with us since 2005 season. Uh, our third full-time guy, Joel Gastright, uh, he's back home holding it down, getting the guys ready to leave uh, today, actually. And then we have a handful of uh, interns, college helpers from uh, the surrounding area and back home. A little different here, having been in this facility for the second time, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, we got here last year. It was still under construction. I know there was a tight uh, deadline last year. I think they built this place in probably three months. But uh, it was ready to go this year, so it was a lot easier setup-wise for us. We're sitting here in your equipment room at the Greenbrier, and I know this isn't home sweet home where you've got everything exactly where you want it, but I'm looking around, and it's unbelievable how organized this room is. Those of you, you know, listening, obviously we're going to try and picture it for you, but literally there are cases and cases and cases of equipment and aisles and aisles of T-shirts, sweats, helmets, shoes, everything else. How does one, or <laughs> one crew, I should say, get everything for an NFL team from home in Metairie, Louisiana, up here ready to go for 20-some days of training camp? It's a really big challenge. I mean, you got to be prepared for anything, any weather condition, uh, whatever the team wants to do, you know, practice-wise. Uh, it's a really big challenge. You know, we're talking, we have 50 roller shelves with anything from shoes, T-shirts, sweats, and we have a whole other 18-wheeler out in the parking lot uh, for storage. Uh, speaking of 18-wheelers, I think it took four full 18-wheelers uh, to get everything up here. When did that process all begin? We really started packing for camp uh, hardcore right after the end of uh, mini camp. Is there any way to compare what this equipment room is toward the one that's, say, at home? How close to, are you able to make it? Pretty close. Uh, 
about the same size and everything. You know, it's just you downsize everything you bring up here, but you still have pretty much everything you have back home. What do you think fans don't realize about in a room like this? What would surprise them, I guess, about what you have to have with you? Hmm. I would say probably the amount of shoes we have in here. It's, it's unreal. Why so many? I mean, I understand there are more guys on a roster during training camp, 80-some guys, but um, actually maybe even higher than that. But just alone from the number, why, why that many pairs of shoes? Just prepared for any kind of condition, anything uh, we might want to do. You know, guys could have a shoe blowout, so you got to have extras. Uh, guys might want to change sizes after a couple of days. Uh, you also have coaches and staff, workout shoes. Um, just prepared for anything, really. You could run a company out of this room, I think, probably at this point, right? I mean, everything from the laundry to the, to the landscaping? Absolutely. <laughs> You are probably also the keeper of secrets, aren't you? I mean, over the years, you've probably dealt with enough guys with enough quirks or superstitions that you've got a closet full of secrets in this league, don't you? No comment. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, everybody's an individual, aren't they? And it always comes down to even what they put on their bodies. Oh, yeah. Guys, everybody's different. You know, uh, some guys have superstitions and, you know, they – might wear the same pair of shoes all year. You get to know guys, what they like to wear. So uh, it, it helps uh, when you're packing for camp like this because, like I said, they've been around, so you know what they like. 13 seasons for you in the NFL, right? Yes. Yeah. So I would say over the 13 years, you've, you've seen a lot of guys come and go. How many of those guys have kept in touch with you over the years uh, and leaned on you for friendship and or um, shoe advice? <laughs> Quite a few, you know. Uh, you see these guys every day. So, uh, I mean, I see them more than I see my family back home, it seems like. So, it's like family. And it's sad sometimes when a good friend goes, but, you know, that's just part of the business. Bum, take me through what a typical day will be like here during training camp. I know each day is a little bit unique, but if you were to give me kind of the, the routine, when does it start and how does it finish? Probably get here 5.30, 6 a.m., put out the laundry from the day before, then uh, start our practice preparation, you know, setting up the field, getting everything ready for practice, players dress, getting them out on the field, two and a half hour practice, whatever it is. Uh, everybody comes in and we got to pick up all the dirty laundry, get that out to the laundry facility, wait on that to come back, put it out for the second practice, then do it all over again. Uh, it's like Groundhog Day. Uh, you know, in between there, you get a little time for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, and then at the end of the day, uh, basically finish up after our 10 p.m. staff meeting, uh, anywhere from 10.30 to 11 o'clock. And the day's over, and then it starts all over again the next day. One more thing, uh, John. Fans certainly may not know your face, and I'm sure you're probably okay with that. You are kind of a guy that likes to work behind the scenes. But Saints fans who have been to any sort of a Saints practice know the noise you make because you have been the guy with the air horn that signals the end of periods during Saints practice. Uh, now that you've been promoted to the head equipment manager position, have you, uh, have you relinquished the air horn, or will that continue to be your job during practice? Oh, no. I'm still, I'm still blowing the horn. Uh, I've gotten used to, to Coach Payton and his practice ways, so... I think it's best it stays in my hands for now. Uh, 
like we were talking about, you learn to know these uh, these players. I've learned that with Coach Payton in practice, so uh, I think it's best I'm still tooting the horn out there. Yeah, I've noticed, by the way, that every once in a while you'll catch John DeShazer and myself out of the corner of your eye and you'll point the horn our direction, which we don't necessarily appreciate a whole lot. <laughs> it's pretty loud, you know. I, I like to give people a heads up, but sometimes Coach might holler at me to blow it, and uh, whoever's behind me is going to get it. <laughs> All the best during training camp and this upcoming season. Really appreciate the visit. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a fact. The summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at EntergySavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and host your birthday party, corporate event, or a holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for the games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here from the Greenbrier. Great visit with uh, John Baumgartner, head equipment manager for the New Orleans Saints. Um, he's just a, such a good guy to be around, and his crew does such a tremendous job, uh, Sean Payton's football team. Uh, with John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, was it yesterday, I guess it was, Anthony Davis held a conference call with and uh, finally shared extensive thoughts about his, uh, his new contract, uh, the changes that were made in the offseason with regard to the New Orleans Pelicans, including that of head coach Alvin Gentry. Let's share a couple of thoughts with you real quick. First, um, uh, Anthony was asked basically about his thought process or what went into his decision to sign the long-term uh, lucrative deal with the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, it's a couple things. You know, I, I love living in New Orleans, love playing for the city, um, love the city, and you know, I just felt comfortable here. You know, I like the team. I like the direction that we're heading in. You know, I like the guys that are playing by my side. So um, I felt very comfortable here. And um, I got a lot of trust in, in our organization and what they're doing and um, know that they're trying to do their best to 
put us in a situation to win. And, um, you know, um, so I thought that was the biggest thing for me. And, uh, you know, decided to, you know, I wanted to stay here and um, was able to, you know, get a contract extension, which, which is amazing and, and a blessing. So, um, you know, we had a dinner and talked about um, the team a little bit, you know, but um, it was just, it was just, you know, trying to be as normal as possible in a in a situation like that, you know, trying to try to make it awkward or weird, you know. So, um, but you know, I felt very comfortable. You know, I like what um, uh, Coach Gentry, you know, was saying. Uh, I like what his plan was. And, uh, you know, a lot of our guys are actually back, are coming back. So, you know, really got the same team as last year. And, you know, I think we did pretty well, you know. And, uh, you know, with some few adjustments, uh, I think we could be better. And so um, so I, I felt very comfortable. I felt confident in what, in what uh, Dale, Coach Gentry, you know, and organization was trying to do. So, obviously, a part of that decision has to be uh, about the head coach. and. There was a change, and Anthony Davis and Monty Williams had a very close relationship, but um, Anthony Davis had a lot of great things to say about what's to come here under Alvin Gentry, and uh, and that fact alone also played a significant role in his wanting to be a part of the long-term future of the Pelicans. Um, you know, I, I definitely love his playing style. You know, I, I've seen him coach at Phoenix when he had uh, Steve Nash and Amari. Um, the way he, he was a big part of uh, Golden State, um, you know, he was a big part of the Clippers. So, um, you know, but he he he's he, he's a great coach. You know, he he you know proven he can um, coach players. You know, and uh, from what I heard, everybody likes him. You know, everybody um, loves him. Everybody thinks he's he's you know gonna help us out. You know, but um, like I said, it, it's all about the organization. I, I trust our organization. Um, I, trust, I trust, you know, what they're trying to do. Um, our teammates, I mean, our teammates, my teammates, um, they have a lot of confidence in Coach Gentry. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's why everybody's coming back, you know, because um, Josh won in order for us to, you know, be that contender that we want to be. We have to you know, have a lot of chemistry, which we have the past three years with the same team. Um, so it's good that everybody's going to come back and uh, we're going to be able to, you know, have that chemistry going right into a coach system. All right, one more thought here from Anthony real quick. Um, you know, when you look at the roster, obviously it hasn't changed a tremendous amount. Um, and that's a good thing, says Anthony Davis, and here's why. Even before that, coach after the finals, you know, um, they called me and we were talking about the team, you know, talking about, um, you know, uh, individual game, how you want to play, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he said that we had a great team. He loved our team last year. Um, of course, guys were hurt, so it was kind of tough, but, you know, he, he, he you know, stated several times he loved our team and, um, we were going to try to get everybody back. Um, of course, there are a lot of guys who, wasn't who contracted up, so um, it was tough, but um, 
you know, that, that's the first thing that he that he said, and and I couldn't agree more. And so um, they really pushed to get everybody back, and um, I think they did do so. You know, uh, got uh, Luke back, Alexi, uh, Omer, uh, um, Dante. So you know, that's it's good that we can get you know our same exact team. You know, um, instead of you know, keep bringing in new guys and kind of mess up that chemistry. But, um, so they, they definitely want to bring him in. Him and Dale want to bring that, that same unit back that we had last year. And, um, like I said, you know, we got that chemistry. Um, and so it's going to be a lot easier, you know, going into the new system, um, especially knowing how, how a lot of us already play. All right, so there you have it. Finally got to hear from Anthony Davis, J.D., uh, about his, his new contract. And um, this is now about to be the, the, the most calm portion of the calendar for the NBA. So I was glad to have some good news about the Pelicans before we kind of go full-blown uh, full, full blown football here for the next month, month and a half. You know, what I like uh, is, is really not just the organizational commitment to A.D., but A.D.'s commitment to the organization. He signed a five-year deal. He didn't have to do that. He could have gone for the shorter thing and said, okay, I'm going to see what happens in two years. I'm going to see what happens in three years. But he made a commitment because he believes this organization is heading in the right direction. And uh, so, you know, great for him. Obviously a premier player and a guy you can build around. The Pels made the playoffs last season. You hope they can continue to do that and keep moving up in, in the standings. Good start, my partner, and uh, look forward to the coming days here in West Virginia. Yeah, again, we're going to be here for a while, so we're just going to try to tough it out with this weather. Um, don't know what we're going to do when it gets up to 85 or so. We're going to, I guess, bring out a little suntan lotion or something, and, and yeah, I don't even think we're going to have to fan, though. So maybe I shouldn't even, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't. Yeah, it's going to be great, and we're going to have a good time up here, and we're going to give you all the news you need, folks. Yep. Uh, more guests tomorrow, of course, uh, previewing the start of training camp, and uh, we'll get you the latest on the team's arrival here today at the Greenbrier, West Virginia. As uh, we mentioned at the start, this is our first uh, podcast of our third season of doing Black and Blue Reports, so we may have caught a few people by surprise. If you don't mind uh, helping us spread the word, whether it be through Twitter or a phone call or just running into your buddy at work or whatever, um, that the Black and Blue Report is back on. It's all yours. And we welcome your feedback, of course, at Sean Kelly Live or at Black Blue Report. Those are the two Twitter handles that will get to us uh, the quickest. Uh, at John DeShazer, by the way, is uh, JD's Twitter handle. And, of course, uh, once again this uh, season, uh, the Black and Blue Report is yours at NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, and um, as far as we know, still available free for you uh, via subscription in iTunes. That's a very easy way to do it as well. With that, have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you right back here at training camp tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.